Pick a niche that you're highly, highly, highly interested in. Something that you feel like day in and day out. If you feel like you're going to be energized and ready to do this every single day, go all in on that. Become an expert on it. Understand your subject matter. And then, you know, pick a platform that you want to create content on. Utilize that feedback to refine. And then the doors will open to how you can monetize that. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And the Creator's Playbook podcast is here to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real story from real people who've created real success to give you the advice and playbook you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, then allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Creator's Playbook podcast by Kajabi. Today, I'm sitting with my friend Saima Chaudhry, founder of Powerhost.club. Today, we're going to be talking about her playbook to monetizing your niche audience. Let's get to the conversation. Saima, thank you for joining us. Uh, If you could just give us your elevator pitch, tell us who you are and what you do. Of course, I'm excited to be here. Um, My name is Saima. I started Powerhost.club a few years ago. Um, Some of my YouTube subscribers know me from Saima's Experience, which is my YouTube channel. And essentially, I started that channel to just document my entrepreneurial journey over the years. And about seven years ago, I decided to start a little luxury car rental fleet on the Turo peer-to-peer car sharing platform, uh, which prompted me to start my YouTube channel because so many people would ask me about like, what is this? Why are you just handing your car off to strangers? Um, And so that sort of got me into like, okay, let me just like make a little library because so many people ask me about it because it's so new. So then I can just sort of direct people there and save myself some time. Uh, Throughout the years, the Turo platform took off and hosting on the platform took off, which was very cool. And so that led me to create powerhost.club because when you become a host on Turo and after you host, you know, a certain number of trips and have ratings and things like that, you get sort of a powerhost badge. So that's where the name comes from. And then, yeah, so I just created powerhost.club. It sort of became a central location for my community to meet anyone that wanted to learn more about it, manage their business with me, learn more. So I hosted a course on that website and I still do till today. And it's been awesome. Amazing. Amazing. I, this is this is definitely a first. I don't think we've ever had anyone connected to Turo. We've had uh, vacation rentals. Right. We've done a few other parallels, but um I, I want to know uh, a little bit more about, uh, I guess, how you like, how did you even decide to start this? Yeah. <laughs> so very random, like I don't have any sort of background in cars or automotive or anything like that. Prior to that, I actually had a tech company. So I was into building software um, in the e-commerce world and for Shopify stores. So it was sort of management of customers and drop shipping and all that type of stuff. Um, got really burnt out from that. I did that for many years. And actually, it was one of my clients from that previous business that flew into town. 
And I remember when I met with him in Santa Monica and he had a really nice BMW, a great house. And I was like, you know, you're flying in from Peru. How do you have this set up here? Because you don't live here. And he was like, oh, well, the house is Airbnb, which I knew about. And he goes, but the car is from this app called Relay Rides, um, which used to be Turo previously. I was like, never heard about that. So on my drive home, literally, I remember I was on 405 freeway and I had a little smart car at the time because I didn't drive much. I worked from home and I was like, gosh, let me just list the smart car to see what this really rides is. And that's how it started. The next day I had a booking and then it just kind of took off from there and I really enjoyed it. And then I was just like, huh, can I get another car? Can I get another car? And before I know, knew it, I had 30, 40 cars on the platform and just went full time with it. So it was crazy. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, just to give us some perspective, how much of your business today is still renting cars on Turo versus the digital aspects of your business? Yes, that's an excellent question. So I've been hosting on Turo for eight years now. So it's been a long time. Um, And especially because of the market conditions of the last couple of years, supply chain shortages with cars and car prices, um, I've really been able to size down my fleet and kind of go all in on the digital aspect, which I love. Um, My like true passion in life is teaching people. Um, I used to teach kids many years ago how to code. And so it's kind of nice to kind of come full circle and now teach my audience about how do you start this business? What are the economics of it? How does it all work? Insurance, things like that. So I would say now these days, you know, probably 75% of my business is the digital aspect of it, which is so fun. Very cool. And I love the, love the background too. Like what, what coding languages did you teach and stuff? (laughs) Um, so I used to teach kids ages five to 10. My program was called kids who code and we would learn, you know, basic things like HTML, Python, Java, JavaScript. Um, and they loved it. And really we would sort of specialize in gaming because kids love Mm -hmm. gaming. So just sort of trying to gamify the process of learning coding and it was cool. So you're a natural teacher. So this, this makes sense. Um, well tell us a little bit more about, uh, what was that journey go like going from, mostly offline to digital? Was this a decision that you made very deliberately? Did it happen organically over time? Yeah, you know, actually, it's really interesting. Um, So in 2020, you know, obviously COVID and just how things changed so dramatically and it was crazy. If you were a host on the Turo platform in 2020, then you know, it was literally overnight. I mean, business just completely dropped off. I'd never seen anything like it. I had 25 cars at the time and you're just like, whoa, this is insane, you know? Um, And then just being stuck at home, I was like, geez, what do I do? I'm so used to being um, out in the field, you know, rotating my cars, rentals, getting them ready or buying new cars. And so, you know, I was already had a YouTube channel at that time. So I just kept making more content, more content on updates about what's happening in the market and, you know, what to do during a time like that and what your options look like. And so many people were interested even during COVID because I think so many people were stuck at home. So they wanted to learn. And a lot of people actually in my comments section would ask me, hey, can you either do an ebook or a course on this so that it's sort of like nice and concise and in one place and we can learn. So it was really from the suggestion of my audience, hey, can you put this together so that we can go through it? That led me to create the course at powerhost.club and, you know, sort of teach it back to the community. I think that segues really well into the next question, the purpose of this show. Tell us about the playbook that yeah. you have in mind um, and why our listeners should listen to you um, 
in terms of the results they may get from the playbook? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say my playbook that I really believe in these days is really honing down on something that you know extremely well or that you're extremely interested in. You know, if you have a high interest in something, you have the ability to learn more about it than anyone else, whether it's through a real world activity that you're interacting with, like I did with my tour business. I mean, I actually did it. I learned it. I experienced it Um, to then go on and put that back out there, you know, create with that information that you have that expertise. And if you can really niche down on something, something that you can become the expert in that field, niche down on it, create content on it, then it really opens up a lot of doors to monetize it as well. Because if there truly is a lot of value in what you know and what you're offering to people and people see that value, well, then they're willing to pay for it. So my playbook even moving forward is to niche down on something I'm really interested in it, learn all about it, do it and execute it myself. So I have that real world experience and then see naturally from my audience, well, what is it that they would be willing to pay for because they find so much value in it and then create that thing, whether it's a course or a community consulting eBooks, you know, there's so many things these days, digital product wise that you Mm -hmm. can do. Yeah. I would love to spend a little bit of time. Uh, it's interesting because you, you, the first thing you pointed out was picking something that you're interested in. Yeah. And I wonder, uh, as you alluded to earlier, you mentioned like cars weren't necessarily your thing. You didn't have a background in them. How much of the interest from your perspective needs to be on the subject that you are delivering versus like, I think you maybe shared more about the business side of things. Right. That's a really good question because I started my first business when I was a 19, when I was 19. So working nine to five jobs was not my thing. And I knew that very early on. So definitely my interest has just been in businesses that I find interesting, you know, and especially new things like peer-to-peer car sharing or Airbnb. This stuff is so new. I find it super intriguing. So I think it's really whatever aspect you're really interested in because you have to sink a lot of time into it and you need something that drives you every day. Like you have to be able to wake up, have that energy to want to do that thing. So whether it's the actual subject matter or just kind of broadly speaking, you're interested in business, maybe in a certain arena you will naturally gravitate towards that thing. So I think it depends probably on the person, which way you're pulled, whether it's the subject matter or maybe a more general area of something. Um, And you will naturally go in that direction. So I think it's just, you have to have a high level of interest because if you don't have that interest, it's, you're not going to be able to play the long game, which every business or anything that you create requires requires a lot of time, years, effort until it comes to fruition. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, there's always the overnight success story for (laughs) anyone who's watching a video on YouTube or anywhere there, you know, you have this perspective or this perception that, you know, it was just happened overnight (laughs) and we all know that that's not the reality, but maybe you could tell us a little bit about what, I'm really interested in like the following that you built around this, especially given that cars weren't maybe your area of interest. Like how did you, how did you start building a following in a niche that maybe wasn't like, you didn't have like natural friends who are all car lovers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, I just wanted in the real world, whenever I was doing a rental, my renters would always ask me, well, how does this work? And how does the insurance work? And like, what if I get into an accident? Like, aren't you worried about that? 
So I would just kind of naturally grab the questions that they were giving me. And because it started taking up so much of my time, every rental I did was like 45 minutes of talking to my customer about, well, how does the actual platform work? So then I was like, let me just put that out there. I mean, I had no idea whether or not like there was a broad interest in it. I was like, I'm just going to put it out there, see what happens, you know, because I get asked it. There was so much repetition and slowly, slowly over many years, as Turo got bigger and people discovered peer-to-peer car sharing, um, I just naturally saw that interest build over time. And I think even though I didn't know that much about cars, it was more about the mechanism of the business that people were really interested in. And people who knew about cars, it was a plus for them because they could go even deeper into it. And yeah, I just shared along the way as I learned. I taught it back and, you know, I was like, Hey, look, I hope this helps you out. I hope this saves you from mistakes that I've made. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of naturally how I did it. And the audience just organically grew through that with me, which is pretty cool. And I think people like seeing your journey as you learn and as you figure it out. Let's talk a little bit about the amount of time that it took. Um, you know, I'm going through a journey myself starting my own online digital business. And, you know, I'm starting with some few friends and family. That's it. Let's talk about the amount of time it maybe took for you to start from next to nothing, or maybe you had something and really begin to build some followership. Oh, that's such a good question. Because I started my YouTube channel, I want to say maybe it was 2015. And it really wasn't until 2021, where I saw a huge increase in following and momentum and people that were really interested. So it was really like six years of just kind of, you know, puttering around, putting information out there. Like, yeah, there was some, you know, audience feedback. I I didn't make much of it. I enjoyed doing it. So I just kept putting it out there. So it wasn't up until six years later till I really like got that major interest. And I'm like, whoa, there's something here. That's crazy. You know, Um, that's how long it took. What do you think happened at that six year mark? Did anything change in terms of the tactics you were using or or what was the dynamic shift? You know, I think there's probably a few things. One, I think over time I got better at my craft of creating videos and delivering that information. You know, you get that real time feedback loop from your audience, you know, letting you know, hey, this working, maybe this could be better. So I think there was an element of that. And then I think also a little bit of luck, you know, it's right time, right place. Turo really took off in 2021. Um, I think their sort of market reach really grew. They did a lot of marketing, more people found out about it. So sort of this perfect storm of I had been doing it. I was the only one doing it. And then the market took off and it just kind of came together really, really well. So thankful that I happened to be there when the moment came. Yeah. Well, and that's such an important element of it is being there when those moments come. Yeah. Because I think for so many of us, we do, we point to luck and we point to these, uh, you know, exterior circumstances. But the reality of it was, is like, you could be the luckiest person in the world. And unless you had done the work that you had already right. done, exactly. you would not be getting the results yeah. that you got. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Thinking through, thinking through just your overall playbook, we've talked about how you started with a field um, that was new to you. You started building your social following. What what happens next after you've gotten that audience kind of in play who's starting to listen yeah. to you? 
Oh, gosh, this is something that actually like keeps me up at night. I'm always thinking about, you know, what's next? How does this evolve? You know, because there are certain things like, you know, the physical aspect of renting out cars. You can only do it for so long, you know, especially when your life changes, too, and you go through different phases of life. And so I think about that a lot, like what's next for me. And I think the thing that's really been sort of gnawing at me lately is there is a lot of um There's a huge gray area that I've noticed with my audience. Their pain point is when it comes to buying cars, like people are so confused about, well, how does the actual car deal work? And what do all the numbers mean? You know, when you look at a sales contract, there's so many line items. And how do you know that the dealer is not ripping you off, especially in a climate like this where car prices are high? Some manufacturers or dealerships are charging markups. And so it's very challenging for people right now to purchase vehicles. So I think what's next for me and what I'm planning on is I'll be doing a course on car buying, you know, kind of demystifying, okay, this is really what the process looks like. This is how dealerships, you know, make money. And here's what you need to be aware of and really how to do your research and the legwork of purchasing a car so that you get a great deal and you feel confident in that. And I think a lot of people are just not exposed to um, a sale of a car and what that deal looks like. So I want to teach that because I've bought, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of cars over the years and I had to learn too. So I think that's kind of the next thing that I teach. And then from there, I hope to actually uh, create a car buying platform. So again, trying to meet the need of my audience and kind of the pain points that I see. The overall process maybe that you use to understand what type of digital product that you're going to create. Yeah. Um, you talked about a course in this case. What was the what was the trigger for you to creating create your first course? Yeah, um, you know, and it was like I was mentioning, it was really it came from the feedback of my audience. You know, they were constantly requesting or had questions. Oh, what about this or what about this? Can you put it all in an ebook or can you put it somewhere where it's organized and then we can go through the steps of how it all works? Can you give us templates of how it works? And so once I started seeing that happen in my comment section over and over again, I was like, oh, it looks like, you know, they need something that's a bit more organized, one central location and maybe a community that is just specific to this where, you know, we can have like weekly calls so for my powerhost.club, I host um, a community on Kajabi and we do a weekly call and we talk about the market conditions and how to price your cars because of what's happening in the overall market, how to adjust your listing settings, you know, and this was all came from the feedback that I got from my audience. So, you know, your audience will really guide you on what it is that they need, which is a really nice feature of social media, I think, these days. Yeah. How much of that do you acquire through social media versus your direct customers? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's probably now because um, peer-to-peer car sharing, it's really gone contactless since, you know, 2020. Now it's probably 100% through social media, just all organic, which is nice. Interesting. Interesting. And can you talk a little bit more about uh, what we were kind of we were talking about earlier, building that audience? Um, And I I really again, I'm selfishly I want (laughs) to dig in and understand like any strategies that you use to to grow and and maybe like I'll prompt you a little bit like we have. Uh, different theories on some people say you have to post every day and you have to post three times a day or some people say you don't and you just need to make sure that it's really high quality when you do what's your 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 thought oh gosh those questions they are the bane of my existence (laughs) (laughs) 
And, you know, throughout the years, you tend to experiment with it all because even as a content creator, like you do experience burnout, you know, and it's like, it's hard to constantly think of, you know, what's the most value driven piece of content that I can create where my audience is happening, is happy. And it's really meeting kind of their needs versus maybe what the algorithm wants or what you think the algorithm wants. It's difficult. Um, But for me, you know, in the early days, I started off doing uh, posting a video every single day. Cause I had to just get myself in the habit. I didn't have the habit yet. So for me and my personality, I have to do something every day in order to like, just really get it ingrained into me. And then as time went on again, listening to the feedback of my audience, you know, they would say, Oh, you know, this, the videos I made over the week that probably could have been two videos and it would have been easier to consume in just two videos. And I kind of heard that. I was like, you know, that makes sense versus, you know, posting so frequently that I feel like they're getting a little bit of fatigue from just seeing so many videos because I felt like I had to post. How can I, you know, make this a bit more concise, more value driven? And then, you know, I've experimented with, you know, how many times I post. And for me, at least on YouTube, I have felt that two to three times a week is really good. But again, the value has to be there. You know, I can't just make a video and it's about nothing that's not really going to help you out with anything. So I think if the value is there and you can answer a question that is floating in your community or, you know, pique their interest, then, you know, it helps with the volume of content that you can put out. Yeah. And I think you touched on something really important there. And that's uh, the skills that are the habits that you pick up um, throughout that process of posting regularly. I know it's something that I personally struggle with. I I just can't think of enough stuff to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But certainly that habit building is such a crucial part. Not only that, but just the lessons that you'll learn. Right. Um, You know, and maybe I'll just ask you, is there been a was there a moment where you posted something to where you were particularly surprised? by the results or the engagement that you saw. Yes, that happens all the time. It's like, it's always the videos that you think are going to do well, maybe don't necessarily do well. And then the ones where you're just like on a whim, you're like, oh, this is important. I feel like I got to get this out there. You just put it out there. And then all of a sudden it resonates with your audience. And you're like, what? I would have never thought <laughs> like, you know, so it, it's, it can be hard to sort of navigate exactly what people are looking for sure. to your best. Yeah. Well, Saima, I, I know a little bit of your story here, um, but uh, you had a really interesting encounter with finding Kajabi. Uh, yeah. You actually drove by and saw the building, which is uh, really interesting. But I, I want to know for you, what was what was the moment for you that you realized you actually needed a tool like Kajabi yeah. to help you with your business? Oh, yeah, this is really funny. So when I first launched my course and community, At that time, I wasn't super familiar with Kajabi and I didn't even really think like a course or a community would work. I was like, let me just put it up there. And it was a horrible website (laughs) that I put together, I think using Wix because I had no web designing skills at all, but just quickly threw something together, a couple of images, a video and a buy button, and then, you know, a bunch of videos behind a paywall. Um, And then when I launched it, you know, it really started to take off and I was like, oh my gosh, people really like this. But the way I'm presenting it is terrible. Like, this is not a good user experience at all. Like, I'm a little bit ashamed of how this looks. So I really just wanted to put better quality out there so that when somebody came, they felt like, okay, what they were getting 
was something that, you know, somebody put a lot of time and effort into and it's quality. They can track their progress, know exactly how far they got into the course, maybe get some friendly reminders that, hey, you can do it. Keep going. You know, you're halfway there. You're almost through the course. You got this. Um, So then that got me searching. I'm like, I need a better platform that I can build this off of. I want to have a community. I want to offer consulting. And the little website that I just sort of pasted together was not that. Um, So I came across Kajabi. And then I remember, oh, my gosh, I've seen Kajabi's building before. And, you know, when I really researched all that Kajabi had to offer, I was like, perfect. It's like a one-stop solution because I'm the type of person I like simplicity, like let me use one solution where I can streamline everything and I don't have to go between platforms to do email marketing campaigns or to host a community. I just didn't want to use a bunch of separate services to offer what I wanted to offer my audience members. And Kajabi was just that. It was so easy to use too, you know, for somebody who had like no skill, it was awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And so cool that you actually, you're probably driving on the yeah, road, exactly. literally in yeah, shot. Literally right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, for anyone else who is maybe considering taking this leap into online entrepreneurship, becoming a creator, uh, what advice do you have for someone who's just starting out? Oh gosh, my advice would be, be super interested in the thing that you want to do. Because you have to have an extremely high level of interest in order to do good work, you know, and unless you're able to do good work, it'll be very hard to monetize it. If that's your goal is to monetize, you know, a digital product or, you know, content creation. So be super interested, you know, double down on yourself and go all in on something that you have a lot of energy to put into. And just know that it takes time. It takes time. Be patient with it. Be patient with yourself. And yeah, it's totally doable, but you got to just stick with it over the long haul. I love it. I love it. Well, let's just for brevity's sake, let's let's recap that playbook yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> the challenge is on if we can do it in like 30 seconds or yeah, less. Definitely. I would say pick a niche that you're highly, highly, highly interested in. Something that you feel like day in and day out. If you think visualize yourself, you know, three, four years down the line, if you feel like you're going to be energized and ready to do this every single day, go all in on that become an expert on it. It's going to require a lot of reading, researching, understand your subject matter, and then, you know, pick a platform that you want to create content on, put it out there, utilize that feedback to refine how you're putting information out there. And then the doors will open to how you can monetize that, whether that's by way of a course, a community consultations, there's so many things these days. So that would be my playbook. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, Well, for anyone who's interested in learning more about you, um, if maybe they want to learn about uh, car rent, renting their car in Turo or just knowing more about you, where should we send them? Definitely. So you can find me on YouTube. Uh, My YouTube channel is called Simon's Experience. So I document all my experiences and different businesses that I dabble in. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Turo, you can check out my website, powerhost.club. Awesome. Well, Saima, thank you so much for taking the time to commute out here to Kajabi headquarters and be a part of this and share your story. Yeah, it was so much fun being here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for you, our listeners and viewers this week. We will look forward to seeing you next time on the Creator Playbook podcast. 